Turn me to Luke chapter 1, uh, verses 46 through 55, often known as Mary's Prayer. Encourage you to stand in our God's honor as I read from the scriptures. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones. He has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever and ever, even as he said to our fathers. Let's pray. God, we are here because you are here. We are here because you chose to leave the comforts of heaven and to face the impossible task that had started way before the beginning of time. But we celebrate a manger. Not just a manger, but the baby there and where he would go. And Father, I pray you lead us as we continue this time of worship that you, O God, would be glorified. In whose name we pray, amen. One of the Christmas songs we sing this time of year has a line in it that said, What child is this laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? And then later on in the Christmas hymn, it says, This child is Christ, the babe, the son of Mary. As we think about Jesus, and as we think about the incarnation, God becoming a baby, and growing up to be a man, the God-man, we often magnify the fact That his father is God. And yet he is God. As a matter of fact the scriptures tell us in Hebrews 1 verse 3. That the son is the radiance of God's glory. And as I think about that wonderful truth. I think of Psalm 34 verse 5. That tells us that those who look to him are radiant. So when we look to God, man, there is a glow. There is a radiance that comes from keeping our hearts and our eyes on Him. But when we talk about the Son of God, it's not that He looked anywhere to get that radiance and to be filled with a glow. He is the glow. He is the radiance. He is the source of our worship. The Son is the radiance of God's glory. If there is a shine that any of us have, it is because He shines. And that shine lives in us. But the verse goes on to say, The sun is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of His being. In other words, if you want to know what God looks like, look at Jesus. He is the exact representation. That is God. To look upon Jesus 
is to see God. And he goes on that verse and says, says, by His powerful Word, He sustains all things. The fact that we're not only sitting here, not only that we got up, Man, that we took a breath and are able to keep taking a breath, that we are living and alive moment by moment, is because He sustains us. And it tells us, I love how that verse ends. He says, after He had paid that price for the purification of our sins, He sat down at the right hand of the Majesty in heaven. That's what Christmas is all about. It's not about shopping and buying a bunch of gifts. It's about the gift that God would become one of us so that He might be that sacrifice required for sin. Man, that's that's the joy of Christmas. As a matter of fact, it says in that wonderful passage of Philippians 2, I love it. It's like verses 5 through 10. But there's a section, I think it's verses 6 through 8. He says, Who did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself even to death, death on a cross. He, he became human but he's God. Now, I, I'm not smart enough to totally explain all of that. But praise be to God, it's what has happened. And he is alive. And as we look at our, our scriptures, I just want to share just a few points. As we think about the Father and how Jesus obviously is the exact representation of the Father. But what about the characters of it, characteristics of his mom? You know, he, look, he looked like his mom, too. I know they have a kid sometimes and parents will say, he looks just like the dad or he looks just like the mom. But you know, kids, they look a little bit like both. And, and so certainly, as we think about all of us, guys, we were created in God's image. Male and female, He created them. And God, in His beauty, is also the ultimate source of one who cares for us. He is the nurturer. And I just want to fly through a couple of verses here. Uh, First in verse Isaiah 66, verse 13. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. Hey, Mary, like moms, all moms, she comforted Jesus when he cried. So maybe when he he, he fell skin and knee, she was there. And so our God is that type of a, a comforter. <laughs> that image, I believe, also is upon our precious Jesus. And then go back a couple of chapters to chapter 49 of Isaiah. Verse 15. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, 
I will not forget you. I can't really imagine in many ways a greater love than the love of a, of a mom for a child. I'll never forget when I first kind of moved away from home and wasn't able to come home as much. And uh, my dad really struggled. He wanted to see me, and I was just too far away. I couldn't see him. He was a big Atlanta Falcons fan. I probably told the story, but I couldn't believe it when I was in seminary. He would call me on the payphone. Back then, you didn't even have cell phones. And he'd give me play-by-play of the Atlanta game because it wasn't on TV. So we could kind of watch the game together. I don't know what that cost him. But it was a time for us to spend together and, and to be together. And yet, God says here that as deep as that mother's love is for her child, if for some reason she did abandon you or forget you, I will not. I will be there. I will, I will be there for you. That beautiful stuff. Uh, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verses 11 and 12. No, 32, 11 and 12. Like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them, carries them on its pinions, the Lord alone let him. No foreign God was with him. As that eagle guards the young with his wings, so God says, I will guard you. I will protect you. Psalm 22, 9 and 10. Great ancient songs that were written to worship our God. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast upon you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. In other words, he's saying, you have always been with me, God. Always. Even when I didn't realize it, even when I thought you weren't there, you were there. And then Psalm 71, verse 6. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. He's recognizing the fact, God, you were there for me. Even when I thought I was alone, you were there. And then Hosea 13, verse 8. I know we were flying through some verses. Can you believe there are so many verses in the Scripture that specifically speak of this beautiful fact of God's care? It says, I will follow on them like a bear robbed of her cubs. When a child is in danger, look out for mama. Mama's a cunt. Why? Because there's a ferocious, a ferocious love. And that brings us to Jesus. Luke 13, 34 as the final one here uh, of these verses I want to look at. Luke 13, 34, Jesus. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sin to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. It is a compassionate heart of God who says, Man, I don't care about the decisions you have made in the past that 
were rebellious against me and left me out. I'm broken over that, but I'm, that's not what is going to keep me from you. I am ready. Come home. Feel my embrace. Accept my forgiveness. Run to me. That's our God. Jesus showing a little bit of mom, which is the image of God in her as well as God her Father. Additionally, Mary and Jesus displayed strong lives, willing to receive a mission that includes great faith, hope, and love in their heavenly Father. This is from Luke one thirty-eight. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. And she was just a young teenage girl. And she said, Lord, I'm yours. Use me. Well, that same trait was certainly displayed in her son, wasn't it? As he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, as he prayed, and it said the sweat was like blood. It was so intense as he had this battle. Why? Because there was this humanity that didn't want to die, but yet he knew that's why he was born, why he came, was to die. And so in that, he said what? Not my will, but your will be done. Isn't it interesting in in the Scriptures that before Mary would go through the hardest part of seeking to be a mother to the child of God, she would be visited by an angel. And Jesus, after his temptation and suffering, was visited by an angel She received what she needed in order to have the strength and encouragement and confidence to obey God. And thus the angel came to proclaim to her, you can do it, Mary. But Jesus, it was a verification of, you are God. And you have gone forth and shown that you are God. You have overcome this temptation and you will walk in the way of sinlessness to prove that you are the perfect Lamb of God. They both shared a a deep pain, a deep, great pain. Turn me to Luke chapter 2, verses 33 through 35. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined... Because the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul also. That hymn that said, Whose child is this? You know, it was Christ, the son of Mary. <laughs> There's a verse in that uh, second stanza. Nails, spears shall pierce him through. The cross he bore for you, for you. Hell, hell the word made flesh. The babe, the son of Mary. The pain and suffering. Uh, Next, regardless of the pain, Mary knew she would experience in watching her son suffer on the cross. She was present in both his pain and hers. In John chapter 9, as we are able to get that picture of Jesus hanging on the cross. 
And mom was right there. She was there at the cross as she watched her son dying upon that cross. The one who is with us, the one who is Emmanuel, the one who is God, and yet still, it's her baby. And he is hanging there, and he is dying. And she shows forth compassion there. And amazingly enough, Jesus, like his dad, his heavenly father, and like his mother. John 19, 26-27. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his own home. You see, in the moment where Mary was trying to look out for him, in a desperate, impossible situation. He was always looking out for her. That's the amazing story of the gospel. I still can't really bear to watch the passion of the Christ. Man, when, when they start showing those scenes that are so vivid of the crucifixion. And, you know... I've probably been guilty of it, but I, I won't do it to you guys now. Where you know, try to paint that vivid picture of, of being right there in his suffering. But even so, theologians say that as horrible as that is to look at, it still wasn't the full extent of the suffering of it. I mean, I, I can remember, you know, I've tried to watch a movie. I, I think I've watched it three times. And I'll be honest with you, every time it comes to that point, where, you know, he is just facing this intense scourging and, and beating and, and then even hanging on the cross. I have to look away. I just, man, I, it just hurts me too much to look. And it should hurt me. And, and But do you know why it required that? Which is far more even hideous that can be uh, portrayed upon a screen. It's because sin is deadly. Sin destroys people's lives. Sin sends people to hell. Sin separates. It breaks. It crushes. It destroys. It is a nightmare. And it took a nightmare to conquer it. To the cross. And as we come uh, to a time of response with another message, always run for the cross. We started with Mary. Mary was there, and Mary was broken. But just like us, Jesus was broken for her. Let's pray. Father, as we are here this morning, the simple fact of the matter is, it is about the gift, the gift of God. Your word says in 2 Corinthians nine fifteen, Thanks be to God, for His indescribable gift. Father, uh, we want to make sure, at least those of us who are here, have not missed the gift. I mean, what a disappointing Christmas to miss the gifts. 
And what a disappointing life to miss the gift. So, Father, you know, it's just that simple as we talk about responding to you invitation. Father, may no one miss the gift of Jesus. May we say yes to that perfect work done on an old rugged cross and find the forgiveness that is only available because the one without sin took our sin upon himself and paid a price we could not pay. Thank you for that, God. And, oh God, uh, may we just respond however you lead us as a result of that wonderful work and gift available to succumb to the altar to pray about some issue. I mean, a God who loves us so much, he would not hold back his own son from dying on a cross as a God that we can trust whatever the issue is we're facing. And, and so may we know that to come to an altar to pray or to make a decision at this moment to trust you or to make a decision, um, Father, before your people here to, to confess and profess how good you are to your people um, Father, maybe it's to be saved, maybe it's to be baptized and follow you in that manner. Maybe it's to come and say, hey, I, I need to be here at Kingsway to serve, uh, to be a, a member and, and just to say, um, God has called me here and I, I believe that I'm his and I want to be in the trenches with him and I want to be in the trenches with you and, and doing uh, his work and loving him. Father, whatever decision, may we just say yes to your call. And as we stand, as we sing, may we just respond as you lead. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.